Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. Back hosting once again is Brian, the Soul Man Solak. Oh, by the way, fellas, we have special guest Rob English. And of course, as always, and unfortunately in person, is the Oregon Duck himself, Matthew Page. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hold the flash photography. It's great to be back. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Much better now. Wonderful, especially after that intro. Wonderful. That was amazing intro. Real, really feel needed. Thank you. Did you guys ever watch the old television show Night Court? Oh yeah, of course. So there was a there was a character who played Harry Anderson, the judge. Uh, the, he played his dad, and that was uh, the guy who played uh, the father in the Adams family. And his character was insane. But they would ask him, you know, like, "How are you doing?" And he would say, like, you know, my team lost to the L.A. Rams, but we beat the Cardinals, and I'm feeling much better now. That was an really? ride. I was waiting to see how it connect back to sports. And he, got, <laughs> he got it there. He got it there. I got there. But, no, I'm feeling much better now. That To answer your question, Soul Man, I am feeling much better now. Right on. Well, let's get, let's get right to it. Um, we were basically, we had two Seahawks games since our last podcast. Um, Sunday, we lost to the the Rams. And last night, we beat the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, quick thoughts. I mean, before we break down each game, quick thoughts on the, the two games. Let's start with Rob. Uh, well, I mean, it's really a tale of two games, right? Um, you know, last week, um, uh, just a, a, a really bad um, you know, exhibition on, on, on both sides of the football, if you ask me. Um, you know, it, 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 the, the, the defensive side, we've, we're used to seeing it, you know, be, you know, subpar, and that's a nice way of putting it. Um, but we're not so used to seeing the offense being so just ineffective. And so that was, uh, that was very disappointing to see. Um, but uh, fast forward to, you know, last night, um, we saw the offense get back on the good foot and the defense look workable and that's really all we need to win football games so it was a, a pretty pretty good turnaround um you know the defense has been showing signs of coming together over the last couple of games even though we've you know we've lost them um but to finally see it come together um and and result in the w is uh is, is very good i agree with that how about you matt uh regarding the rams game i feel embarrassed for the Pete, for the guys, it was it was just it was lackluster, pathetic all around. It was it was it was really bad. It hurt to watch, but you know what the difference was between the two games? The primary difference right. was we had a running game, we had a running back and a running game, mm-hmm. and I tell you that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, it really does in terms of our offense. It evens it out. And it keeps our defense a little fresher because we're controlling the clock better, which we were definitely doing in the Cardinal game. And and it just it makes the whole it, it shifts everything back into our in, in the control of the game back into our hands. And that's something that we lost in the Rams game. We just couldn't. We it was embarrassing. I I I, I don't know what to say about that game. But but as far as the Cardinal game going, you saw you saw what the potential of what the Seahawks could be. And will be, and 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 moving forward, and I, I like what I see. I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to expound on that, 
and state that, yeah, it's definitely a tale of two games, both uh, English and uh, the Soul Cal Seahawk himself. And Matt Pager, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, ta- it's a tale of two. It's a tale of two versions of this team. And the one that I saw last night was much better than the one that I saw against the Bills and the Rams. The one that I saw against the Bills and the Rams are a team that either scored a touchdown on a 50-yard long bomb or just sat there and, you know, flopped around like a fish. And, it, it, yeah, it, it was great to see a good effort in all phases of the game last night. Right. Uh, with that said, I want to start with you, Abraham. Why – Russell Wilson, I mean, wasn't himself last Sunday against the Rams, obviously. I know he's not perfect, but, I mean, what – why was he so bad last Sunday and, and then last night he, he I, was totally opposite? I hate to agree with Matthew Page just on general principle, um, but the fact that we had a run game meant a lot. If you take a look at the breakdown statistically from uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, they state that this you know on this season, Russell Wilson is passing, is passing grades. He grades out extremely well on first down, extremely well on second second down and extremely well uh like on fourth down what's missing that third down and what what happens is this team runs into situations a lot where it's all or nothing so they go for it all and win the game or they get stuck in third and long and just like any other team just like any other quarterback in this NFL from a hundred years ago to today, third and long is a disaster. And without that running game that Matthew Page was talking about, that has been a constant issue throughout the entire season. And I wonder if finally Brian Schottenheimer got it through his thick skull that you need to run. You can't just do this. You can't just do this hashtag let Russ cook so extremely. I mean, at least let him cook. He doesn't got to cook the tw- the 10 course meal. Maybe just let him, you know, cook some uh, lasagna, you know, maybe something in the crock pot. <laughs> Don't need to sell all out. I like that we went back to the running game. I'm really excited about that. Are you guys, anybody have a counter against that? Or do you guys agree with Abraham? Um, I tend to agree. Yeah. The, the, just having that running game. I mean, really, you know, letting Russ cook is all fine and dandy. I mean, let him cook. And, and, and it has, it has, you know, it has voted well for the Seahawks this season, obviously. I mean, you know, Russ will still be in the league and had touchdown passes, at least, you know, for the moment. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, and, and we're winning our division and, and, you know, look to be, um, you know, we look to be a force in the, in the NFC. So, I mean, all that's working out for us. Um, what, isn't working out is when we don't have anything else to support him. And that, and that, and that's the problem. I mean, Russell Wilson doesn't need much. He's shown that, you know, over the last two years, you don't have, you just got to give him a little bit, give him a little bit of defense, give him a little bit of a run game and he can do the rest himself. And, and that's what we haven't had the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Russell and, and frankly, even probably a little more than that. And some of those times Russell's been able to make it happen. But when you ask him to do it every week like that, it, you know, he's going to falter at some point. And yesterday, yesterday uh, Thursday night, we, we, you know, we had a little bit of a run game. Um, big shout out to Bo Scarborough 
um, who who I think ran ran very well. Um, I mean, not not to not to uh, sidestep Carlos Hyde who had a great day, but I think Bo Scarborough came up big. Um, but it gave him a little bit of a running game, and we gave him a little bit of defense, and we'll get the results. That's, that's, that's all we need. And hopefully, Bo Scarborough isn't hurt too badly. I just wanted to, to add. Yeah, he he so he, he did the splits he, or something. He did the splits really, really and awkward. his his whole upper body was folded down up on top of his right leg. It looked like after he yeah. did the splits, so it was. Uh, it I mean, painful. yeah, I mean, good kudos to him for being so flexible. But I guess he had a little bit of a hamstring <laughs> injury after that. But uh, yeah, hopefully he'll be all right. Oh, I had to ice <laughs> down my thighs last night after the watching that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't want to hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to hear about your personal uh, life. Too I, much I rather talk. <laughs> I want to talk about last night's game, but I have one last question about the Rams. Are are they a better team than us? No. Why? Tell me why then. I guess I'll start because I jumped out with the no. <laughs> um, they are not the. They're not a better team than us because uh, position by position, that's the only place that they really beat us is with Aaron Donald, uh, you know, in terms of position after position, I think we, we have, a, we have a, the edge uh, um, at rushing when we have our healthy players back at, at quarterback. We obviously have the edge at wide receivers. We have the edge at tight end. I think we have the edge um, on defense, everything except that, that defensive line. Uh, I think we have the edge. I think top to bottom, I think we're more, we're a more complete and, and dangerous team. Okay. How about you, Rob? Uh, whew, I, I don't know if I feel as strongly as that um, about about the answer, my answer to this question, but um, I, I think that we do edge out uh, the Ram- We are talking about the Rams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make sure I'm answering their question. Yeah. I, I um uh, I think we do edge them out as far as who's the better team um, at the wide receiver position. I mean, we believe that we are we're better wide receiver, and obviously DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are. You know, you know, they go a long way to, you know, to, to prove that point. Uh, tight end, I don't know about. I mean, especially with Greg Olson um, being out of the, you know, out of the fold now. Um, that's that's going to, you know, if nothing else, um, affect us and, uh, you know, at depth at the position. Um, on defense, I mean, you can pretty much forget about it. The Rams are a better team on defense. So, I mean, I, I would give, honestly, I'd give the whole defense, um, to, uh, you know, advantage to the Rams. So um, with that being said, um, who's the better team? I, I think our good outweighs outweighs their good by just a bit, and I give us the nod. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a team who could actually can compete with us. You know, the better team doesn't always win at, in, in my book. Um, so, I mean, I'm not worried about the Rams knocking us out of the playoffs. I'm not worried about the Rams when we go up against them, despite the fact that we just lost to them. Um, but I think we are, we are just a bit better team than them. I do want to hear Abe's opinion, believe it or not. What, what do you think, Abe? <laughs> what was well, Okay, wait a minute. Where was this dig coming from? Where did that come from? Okay, anyway. Jeez. Um, yeah, to echo uh, the Soul Cal Seahawk, Rob English himself, that defense is vastly superior to the Seahawks defense. You're looking at an L.A. Rams defense, which – my stats may be a little little bit old, but I believe they were sub-20. Uh, they had fewer than 20 points given up per game. And what's ours? 28 points per game. Did much better last night. Got that. Understood. 21 points. 
Thank you. That's much better. However, if you take a look at if you take a look at the offense, the Seahawks number one scoring offense uh, over forty. We're somewhere up there with the Chiefs and the Packers. In fact, I believe we're above them. Um, and you look at the you look at the Rams. They're actually kind of up there as well. Um, and I, I don't know if I have to just if I have to look at it from the Seahawks being thirty what four that might have gone down with this last game uh, on offense. And you look at the Rams who average about twenty four. That that seems like a big difference, a big gap, but the gap is equally different from offense, from defense to defense, which is, you know, uh, sub 20 to 28. So that's probably a 10, a 10 point difference. So I think it's a wash. And at that point, when you ask me, you know, if it's a wash, who do we go with? You go with the special teams and who has the better special teams. That is the Seahawks hands down with Mr. 61 yard foot himself. Myers with, with Michael Dixon. I know Hecker went to Bothell High School. I get that. But I'm going to take Dixon over over him and look at what the Seahawks special teams coverage did last night. It was amazing. I I I I dig what I I dig what the Seahawks give in that part of the game. So you're saying we don't need an extra point for Myers. Though. Ah, you took mine. That's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> I was like, as, as long as the game, as long as we don't end up in the Super Bowl and score a touchdown and and, and that six point ties us and we need an extra point to win it, as long as we don't end up in that situation, we're golden. Because Jason Myers, he just scares me every time he's kicking these extra <laughs> yeah, points. Yeah, but you got, okay, they're hang just, on. They're going oh. just inside the upright and they're like, come on. But he can knock it, knock it through from... A mile away. I'll address. On, on a, I'll address that. Goal. I'll address that. You guys forget that Zerline's no longer with the Rams. They got some average nobody with the Rams. So I'm going to take our Myers guy who hit a 61, 61. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Like for 40 years, that was the record. Th- that dude with half a foot from yeah. from the Saints. That was the record. And this dude, 63. no, that no, that was sixty three. That was sixty three. Was it sixty three? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was sixty three. Sixty one was the home run record that Roger Maris broke. Okay, <laughs> and that was sixty <laughs> one's important. Yeah, I don't remember 60, where, but, but or sixty three. That was uh, yeah, different, different sport. Um, Tom Dempsey. Tom, Tom Dempsey, Dempsey. That's the, it. I think it was. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had club foot. Was it Morton Anderson? No. No. Uh, no. Tom Dempsey. The other guy. I think he played in the nineteen seventies, maybe. Um, Morton Anderson was from the nineties. Yeah, Matt, 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 Matt Prater broke the record a couple of years. Ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had sixty four. Yep. Yeah. So the um, point is, I'll take I'll take Matt, our guy who missed one extra point, big freaking deal. These things happen over over the schmo that the L.A. Rams have. I I I. I, I 61 guys, why can't you get excited about this? I'm the only one. I'm I'm going to get that tattooed on my butt next week, I think. <laughs> okay. Just uh, the date and the yardage and We're going to I'm hashtagging <laughs> that when I spread our podcast <laughs> I think that's a valuable wow. achievement in sports, but whatever. That's just me. It's a franchise record. I mean, yeah, that's wonderful. But Absolutely. You know. But we need we need our we need our extra point. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with that said, I mean, I'll, I'll ask some points, but I, I have one more question about the Rams. I mean, we we stopped Aaron Donald that day. He only had two hits on the quarterback, but everybody else combined for six sacks, and our passing game was so so that day. 
I mean, if our running backs are healthy, I mean, do you think we have an almost guaranteed win at the end of the season when we play them? I mean, I'm I'm still concerned about these guys. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say the question one more time? So, the que- is the question about the offensive line on the Seahawks? It's if we have a rushing attack, right? Yeah, yeah. If we ha- if Carson's back, Hyde's back. Next time we play them, or I mean, do you, do you honestly believe things will be different? Because I'm still not convinced that we can beat the Rams. Well, here's the main thing is they double down on Errol Don- Aaron Donald on pretty much every play because they had that uh, seventh round free agent pickup Fuller, I think it was, was his name. And what Al did Fuller? I see? Yeah. What did I see last night? Uh, Fuller wasn't in. It was Damian Lewis, the rookie out of Louisiana yeah, they moved, state who had never played center before, never played center before it because they figured, you know what? We're just going to go with ta- straight up pure talent over, you know, over a uh, 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 below replacement level guy. And what I saw last night was amazing. And if they could get Fuller, because remember, they doubled they doubled Donald with Fuller and Eopati whenever Donald lined up on the right on the left side of the line and whenever and on the right side of the line they doubled uh doubled down with Lewis and Fuller on that side. What did I see last night? I, I know I saw like I, I saw Lewis got one holding penalty and that was beat bull. Bull? But, you know, and he got run over. He got run over, and somehow he helped yeah, the guy yeah. and he was falling backwards. I yeah. don't understand that. One. Yeah, so you know, that's a guy playing a new position. Somehow he got a weird foul. Uh, he and got run over. First but of all, I, I do want to say I want to give props to him. He gave a great effort considering the dude had never played the position before. He well, was put in a tough spot. And I think he did pretty good. I agree with you, Matt. And actually, you know, that's all I want out of an offensive lineman. Look, if you're going to get run over, make them run you over. Rather than <laughs> how many times have we seen like an offensive lineman just get whiff, right? That frustrates yeah. me more than just like, okay, they ran right through you. At least you slowed them down a half a second. Um, so <laughs> they had to step over your broken body. Right. You know? <laughs> so to answer your question, Solak, I definitely do believe that I, I, I like the offensive line in a rematch with the Rams. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I don't ha- have faith, but I hope you're right. Well, remember, remember also that um, you know we we were forced to play a one a one a one sided game against them. We we really didn't have a rushing attack. We had Alex Collins, who yeah, okay, Alex Collins ran eleven times for forty three yards and a touchdown, which is decent. He averaged just under four yards, and then of course Russell ran eight times for sixty yards, but. We really didn't have that threat back there. They weren't really afraid of Alex Collins, and they really didn't need to be. And and it didn't, it, you know, there wasn't that dimension to the offense that we saw against the Cardinals. You bring in that extra dimension, and all of a sudden they've got to protect against a whole other scheme of things. If they shut down that whole aspect of our offense, there's a lot less things to worry about, you know. Okay. So I think I think if you open that whole, if we have a, if we have healthy at running backs, and we actually execute some running plays. And maybe get. I, I like seeing DJ Dallas do a uh, a quick screen out of the backfield uh, as well. That was great. Uh, do some of that. It opens up a whole other world against the Rams, and I think that would be the uh, the difference. Okay. Okay. I'm not still not convinced, but I appreciate the, the very good points. Wait, Rob. Can, you, Rob, sir. can you can you can you convince him? 
Uh, you know, after <laughs> I mean, with, with consideration to the Rams, I I look at last night's mm-hmm. game, um, and I think about it makes me think about Russell Wilson. Um, you know, Russell Wilson. You know, I I think he you know kind of ratcheted down his play a little bit, uh, and, and I mean that in a positive sense. Um, you know, where he wasn't overthinking things. Matter of fact, I think he might have underthought uh, a couple of times where I think, uh, I don't remember if it was, I think he had Hyde on one play in particular. I think it might have been either late first or early second quarter, um, or mid first quarter, uh, where he, he tucked the ball down and, and went to go, uh, you know, do his Russell Wilson thing and, and started, you know, navigating the space, you know, uh, in the middle and ended up running the ball. But to his left, he had, I think it was Hyde wide open in the flat where he probably, I mean, I think he had maybe one guy about 10 or 12 yards ahead of him. If he could have made him miss, it might have been a huge play. But, you know, he just missed him, and he ended up running for five or six yards. Uh, if he would have tossed that ball to his running back in the flat, it would have been a much bigger play. Um, but that all being said, Russell Wilson seemed to have uh, a much clearer head. And I think um, that kind of play, um, I'll take it against the Rams all day. Um, the Rams have a great defense. Um, we have a great offense. It's going to be strength versus strength. Um, and with Russell just not forcing it, not pressing, um, we'll beat that team. That's why you're called SoCal Rob. You have convinced me. Sorry, guys, but thank you, Rob. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> but you all make good points, but Rob convinced me. So, um, Rob is, re- oh Rob God. is, hang on a second. Rob is really good at convincing people until he starts talking about Richard Lewis or Richard Penny. Sorry. <laughs> For sure, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> That's He's when you be lose. He's back me. in like two weeks. He's back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, get right. Get the popcorn I'll get, ready. I'll get the, sure the champagne is. out and you know, and ready. <laughs> I'll, I'll start buying those lotto tickets. But by, by the way, by the way, Abe Kyle Fuller wasn't active last night because he had a high ankle sprain. So. That's okay. I liked what Damien. I like what Damien Lewis did. I, I really did. Yeah, for getting thrown in there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, next question I got for you guys is what did the Hawks do differently last night on defense compared to last time they played the Cardinals and can we sustain this? Uh, any, I'll go start with Abraham. Biggest thing, biggest thing that I noticed was that the other night Norton called a meeting with the defense and asked them like quiz them in a meeting he quizzed them and asked each individual player, what is your responsibility on these various defenses? So he'd put up on the screen, he put up, here's the base four, three, uh, over that we usually play, uh, digs. What's your, what's your, you know, what, what's your responsibility on this? He did this with even the veterans. And that was a major, like when I read that this morning, I was like, Oh, that couldn't go so wrong. You know, when you, when you have guys making like millions and millions of dollars, making more money than you are. And you just, you call them out and say, look, I need to know that you can run the basic plays that we do. <laughs> Cause the Seahawks don't run a complicated defense and except for one touchdown pass, I felt like maybe, you know, even if the Hawks didn't make a play on every single play, I felt at least like I saw, that ugly gr- green jersey that we wear. At least I saw a jersey in the area. You know, uh, so there's one breakdown on that touchdown, but at least I saw people in the actual vicinity of the ball. And that was that was 
what I saw is a big difference. How about you, Rob? Well, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to, um, you know, poo-poo the, the, the good feeling we have about yesterday's performance, Thursday night's performance, but um, honestly, I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, even though we looked better, um, you know, and sometimes I, you know, uh, maybe I'm asking for a lot, you know, from a, from a team that just isn't that good when it comes to the defensive side of the football. But um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. I still saw a lot of, a lot of uh, things, you know, uh, a lot of receivers open in the middle of the field, uh, a lot of plays that were, were players were, were, were uh, you know, sprinting to catch up. Uh, I, I think of one in particular where um, the tight end, I can't think of his name, um, who caught that ball on, on that deep uh, deep corner route the, and almost made it into the end zone. I, mean, I, I think it was Diggs who was just sprinting for his life just to go catch him. Um, and, you know, he ended up getting it, get, getting the ball and he'd going out about the two or three yard line or whatever it was. But, um, you know, it, we did just enough. Uh, what was different, I think we really muddied up the middle of the line of scrimmage and didn't give um, uh, Murray a lot of room to step up and, and do what he normally does. Um, he got around the outside a couple of times, but nothing for nothing too big. Um, so I think maybe that might have been, uh, uh, you know, um, the, the effect of Snacks and, and, uh, and Carlos Dunlap. Maybe those two guys are, are you know, what helps out there. Um, but I think that's really was a big difference is, is having some effectiveness in the middle of the defensive line. Um, that's kind of what I've my, been my narrative, uh, you know, all season long. I'm saying the problem isn't the edge rush. The problem is that there's nothing in the middle because <laughs> we're getting around the edge, but then we just step up and he steps up and they take, and they take off. So um, I think it was the middle of the D-line that really, um, um, you know, really uh, helped out yesterday. If I could respond to that, uh, LJ Collier, who I've been on his case for the last year and a half, showed up. Reed showed up and Puna Ford showed up. So I, I do agree with you there. Rob. Right. Interior line. Interior line play was, was big last night. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see snacks really at all, but I did definitely you know, obviously Dunlop made his presence known. Um, which was big. Um I think we also have to admit we got kinda lucky when Bobby Wagner hurt him early on in the game. <laughs> Not intentionally. Not intentionally, we never. I never wish hurt an injury upon anyone, and I was hoping he was okay because he's such a dynamic player and fun to watch. Um, but uh, I think we did get. A, we I think we have to realize we did get a little lucky in that I, I he was throwing off target a little bit for the rest of the day, and it, and he didn't look comfortable because of that. I'm referring to Kyler Murray, if I wasn't clear. Sorry, and uh, and so I think I think we need to realize that that definitely played a factor in it. But yes, I agree. The middle, of the middle of the defense looked a lot, a lot better. There was some pressure actually getting back there, and and that put him off his game. Well, I mean, going took, to, going back to what sorry to interrupt again. I don't mean okay. to do this, but uh, going back to what Rob said, that pass that Kyler Burry uh, did to the corner to uh, Isabella, Andy Isabella, in the right corner towards the end of the game. I do agree yeah. with you, Matt. Like that, that was one that I. You know, I think maybe a healthy Murray gets in there a lot faster. Yeah, he was missing targets. Well, there was balls that like there was more than a couple. He threw like three at the feet of Larry Fitzgerald, and Larry Fitzgerald catches anything. You know, he lives on on catching absolutely anything. So he was catching them, but he had to like basically like 
go underground to catch them. You know, it was there. There were they were they were they weren't like you know he's running for his life and he scrambles and he just you know gets the ball away randomly or he gets hit where he's throwing or anything like that. It was he's standing in the pocket and he throws it and he misses and almost hits you know his shoes. I mean. He wasn't really on target, so I think I think we need to we need to take that into account a little bit. Well, we definitely improved as a defensive unit, and there's a lot of a lot of a lot of good there. But yeah, I you know just take it with a grain of salt is my opinion. Um, you you brought up Carlos Dunlap, uh, so I wanted to talk about him for a minute. Three sacks in three games. I mean, I think he's doing a great job. I mean, do you guys agree, or if not, convince me why I'm full of it. <laughs> Abraham. Well, Abraham. For sure. I mean, I, was, you're, you're I, I don't know. You... It, different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into that? that one. Yeah. Anyway. You, you and your cult of Gardner Minshew. I don't know if I can agree with you on anything other than <laughs> the fact that uh, Dunlap, what am I supposed to say, man? You put me on the spot here. What is it? Two or three quarterback hits, constant pressure. Um, obviously last week against the Rams last Sunday, we, we saw him get a sack as well. This is a guy who I don't know what happened in Cincinnati. I am not, I don't follow Cincinnati. I've never been to Cincinnati. I don't intend to ever go to Cincinnati, but, uh, the, <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't, knew, I knew they were going there, <laughs> but, but, um, no, I mean, Dunlap looks like a person who is an instant upgrade to this team. He's a guy that should be starting in the league. I don't know other than, you know, there must have been some sort of, like, issue with him and management. That's all I could think of. Uh, and he's the best player yeah. on that defensive line. And thank goodness we got him. Uh, uh, yeah, it was one – no, it was two, two podcasts ago – I said, I'm I'm so hoping for the reinforcements to come, and oh my goodness, this week or last night, uh, the the reinforcements have arrived in uh, Dunlap, and that it, it's this is the only way to salvage a season is if he turns out to be good, you know, if uh, um, uh, if he helps the other defensive linemen get free like he did with uh, L.J. Collier last night. Like, thank goodness we thank goodness. Snyder and Pete Carroll made that made that pickup. That that's what could save the season. Well said. How about you, Rob or Matt? Um, Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I um, I'm not sure. To kind of echo what uh, Abe said, um, I mean, he seems like a, I, all the all the the you know the press conferences and interviews. He seems like a happy dude. He's smiling. He's got a good attitude. I don't know what in the world could have potentially could have possibly happened in Cincinnati to to you know to sour that relationship there there with that organization. But um, he's out there playing his tail off. Uh, one of the plays I loved uh, from him on Thursday night was uh, on a screen pass to Larry Fitzgerald. He came from the opposite side of the field um, and and tackled him down to the ground, but hard. And I was like, dude, this dude, is he flying around the field? I mean, he's looking, you know, not unlike Bobby Wagner out there. Um, you know, I mean, he was just, I mean, he was everybody making tackles and obviously the sack to, to ice the game at the end. I mean, clutch. I, I don't know. I don't know what could have potentially happened 
um, in, in Cincy, and I hope we don't ever learn. I hope we don't find out because these things, <laughs> things are looking good right now. <laughs> yeah, he just, he, he, apparently, he just needed a change of scenery, and he got it, and he's embracing it, and we're happy to have him. And Totally. Yeah, no, you're, you're, uh, he, he's, he is the reinforcements we need. But um, speaking of reinforcements, if I can change, change, change your focus just a little bit here, I want to draw your attention to a man named DJ Reed Jr., who has, in the last two games, these last two weeks, led the team in tackles, both games, and has been everywhere on the field. And that man we claimed off the uh, practice squad from San Francisco, right? Yep. Yes. Right. And and he he was brought in, and we put um, uh, we had to put um, why am I always blanking on his name? Dunbar. Dunbar. We had to put Dunbar on the IR, and he's he's just stepped in for Dunbar, and he's doing an amazing job. And I I I, I think he deserves props, and I wanted to call attention to him. That, that was my next question. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on DJ Reed's play last night as well as Trey Flowers? Flowers actually played decent. All I can remember about DJ um, Reed was ooh. that Matt and I argued which college he went to. Um, <laughs> so it's good to see. No, because Matt, you said he went to. Yeah, he went to Fresno State for a year. I and do then not he remember that. Junior college. And then he wound up in Kansas. K-State. Kansas no, State. K-State. He was at K-State. He was yeah. a Wildcat. I remember watching yeah. him. And and that is the most I think anybody's ever talked about DJ Reed in the NFL. Well, he's 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 drawing heads. I mean, he's turning heads now. He's I yeah. mean, the way he's playing for us right now, no complaints. I mean, the way the guy's out there, he's bringing it. He's bringing it. I mean, okay. When Bobby Wagner is on your defense and you're and you're out tackling Bobby Wagner, you're doing something right. He had some good kick returns last night too, by the way, DJ. So um, I want to I want to hear Rob's opinion on the our cornerbacks last night. Um, I I I tend to um, I, I tend to not put too much on total number of tackles for a corner because in some in some cases if a corner has a lot of tackles that means he's getting a lot of opportunities means the person <laughs> maybe, and it's not always a good thing um you know so um but i mean he's he hasn't he's not giving up anything um over the top but i mean that's kind of a seahawk mo really we we're don't we don't tend to give up a lot of stuff over the top uh just as a as a philosophy really um he's out there doing his thing um, you know, he's, he's, we're, we're making the best out of a broken, out of a broken defense. And so I, I will appreciate DJ Reed for being out there and giving it his all. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about him too much last night, uh, which is, I think a good thing. If I'm not, if I'm not thinking about you as a corner, if I'm not thinking about you, that's just as good as if I'm, you know, <laughs> if, if you're making interceptions and running back for touchdowns, you know, because if, 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 that, if you didn't screw up and I'm not even thinking about your name, I'm okay with that. Um, as far as uh, uh, our guy on the other side, um, uh, Trey Flowers, I think Flowers uh, again had a had a, a decent day. His one faux pas for me though was, um, I think it was uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, just ran a little a little. Um, I don't know if it was a it wasn't a hitch. It was kind of like a little uh, like a little stick route, a little short little route. Um, and Flowers overplayed it, and uh, Drake turned it out and ran around him it was a third and i think it was it was definitely double digits i don't remember how maybe 13 14 15 16 yards i don't know but it was a little a little stick route 
and he turned out uh, uh, Trey Flowers and ran right around him and got the first down, and that really upset me. Because if I'm not mistaken, it might have been a third down. It might have been a second down. But either way, it was a long way to go, and he got outrun. Our corner got outrun by a big running back. Um, and I, I, was, I was not very appreciative of that. Um, so that would be my one gripe with him. But the corners as a whole, um, not too many complaints on the night. I just want to say real quick, I looked up the PFF grades uh, going on right now. Uh, DJ Reed's a 64, which isn't that great. But uh, Mr. Flowers is, is a 51. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, yeah, so you, when you look at when you look at a ten, you know, not, it's not great. that great, <laughs> right? Well, right. <laughs> is it just me, or is, does fifty-one sound good for Trey Flowers? It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's relative. It kind of is because you, if you look at there's thirty-two teams, that means there's what sixty-four corner starting quarterbacks. So he's what, what do you call it in baseball? Replacement level. Oh no, I mean, great, not the not the. Not the ranking. Not, not his rank. Oh, that's yeah. not his yeah. ranking. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's his grade. I think that's out of a hundred, isn't it? I thought PFF. I thought PFF did rankings, but they do. They do also in terms of stats, okay. and they do at the end of the year in terms of rankings. But you have to pay money for those. <laughs> <Just looking. laughs> okay, well, I'll put it this way: What is uh, what is Kelly Jennings on PFF? If he's you better go than back to Kelly Jennings, if, <laughs> Rob, I got a lot of problems with Kelly Jennings. Tw- Fifteen <laughs> years later, I still got problems with that guy. <laughs> I will not let it go. Anyways, Trey Flowers, I thought he did a good job last night on on what's his face Hopkins with only five catches, fifty yards. So, in general, for the it's season, he's, he's, he's yeah, he's, he sucked up pretty much, but last night was pretty good. Um, with that said, uh, before I say my next question, I was reading online before we started our podcast. I'm just kind of curious your opinions on this. I, I read that Kyler Murray wants to trademark the hashtag Hail, Mar- Hail Murray. Oh, jeez. Thoughts? Or, any thoughts on that? Yeah, Ooh. get a get a life, get a life, <laughs> Kyler Murray. Move on with your life. <laughs> Seriously. That's what, seriously, that's what I hear, though. Right on. <laughs> What's the trade market? Yeah. That's yep. not how any of this works. <laughs> the hashtag. It's not like, yeah. You didn't do. Look, you, you beat the Bills in regular season. You didn't do anything. It's like these people who, who get all over uh, 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 the quarterback for the Ravens. Uh, uh, Bridgewater. Not Bridgewater. Uh, uh, um, who's the quarterback uh, for the Ravens? Lamar. Thank you. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Okay, fine. Dude. Dude was amazing in Louisville. Dude is amazing in the regular season. Has the dude won a playoff game? No, he hasn't. Catch up with me later. Like that, that uh-huh. I don't care. Don't don't. What have you me. done for me lately? It's not just a lately. What have you done in a big game? And what it it, it it's a regular season game, and it was a luck play. It was a I lucky was play. More, I think it was more Hopkins skill than it was. Sure. Uh, Murray, sure. So, yeah, hail Hopkins. You saw how close the guys were literally leaning against him as he was jumping in the air. I mean, the, you know, and he's up there catching it anyway. That's 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 the receiver. I think so. I agree. So uh, it's kind of an ego thing, I think. I wait. You know, win some playoff games, Kyler Murray. Then then let's talk. 
I mean, do you want to talk right. about Hail Marys? We'll talk about Richard uh, Rogers to Rogers. Green Bay Packers, when Aaron Rodgers threw it, and he threw it to his tight end, who sucks. <laughs> uh, who was named Richard? Richard Rogers, I think was his first name. Richard Rogers, yeah. Yeah, he sucks. But he cut him down with a, with a Hail Mary because Aaron Rodgers put it in his hands. That was however, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, however, though, I, didn't Aaron Rodgers do it like two or three times in, over over a short period of time? Though, like, yeah, it was, like, it was like, like in one season he did like four games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that might be a little bit different. There might be some type of. I don't know something divine going on there because he did it like a few times, like in really in really short space of each other, and I was like, okay, there's something weird going on here. It's Aaron Rodgers. Can, can I throw the greatest? Can I throw this at you guys? It's kind of like for me when DK Murray ran down Buda Baker, uh, you know, 80, 80, 90 yards. That was pretty cool. That was pretty groovy. But if you tell me like, oh, we're gonna market this play, we've we, we lost that game, guys. Like it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Like I, it was, it was a neat instance, but who cares? I mean, I want, I want the big play that happens on the way to the playoffs or in the playoffs or something, you know, like it, it's, you want the catch. I do. The drive. That's what I want. I want, I want Richard Sherman's tip, you know, take, don't, don't right, laugh. Sure Nobody yeah, laugh. Yeah. Nobody laugh at what I just said. First of all, or I'm trying to move the show along. By the way, yeah, uh, I, I really, really tried not to react. I really tried not to react. I was hoping people would not notice, and we'd move forward. <laughs> uh, mo- moving on. There's a question to talk about DK Metcalf game and quick thoughts but before I, I hear your opinion I mean a couple things I saw last night I mean I think his blocking's improved and then um, the announcers Beavis and Butthead kept saying how he could be one of the greatest of all, greatest of all time last night I mean what, what, are, what are you guys' opinion I mean we've talked about DK Metcalf all year but does he have the potential to be one of the greatest of all time of all time jury's out for quite a while on that you gotta okay. put up serious numbers for a couple of years before you start talking all time. I think it's way too early to talk about that. You know, you never know. It's next week. You get to tear his ACL, his MCL and, 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 you know, dislocate his neck. I don't know. I mean, knock on wood, we hope that doesn't happen, but <laughs> anyway, uh, no, all time is way too early to talk about, but, uh, he could be very, very top notch. Yeah, absolutely. We've been saying that, but, I, the one thing about that is, God, yeah, there was a love fest for DK Metcalf for like 20 minutes, and then and then Russ threw a pass to uh, to Lockett, and they're like, oh yeah, there's there's Lockett, who's by the way Russell's favorite target. And it's like they forgot Lockett had even existed. And I was like, there's a reason why they're not. Oh, why DK isn't getting every single pass thrown his way because Lockett's on the field, guys. I mean, he's 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 a superb athlete. He has definitely improved his blocking. He has absolutely improved his route running. He's learned a lot, and he's definitely leveled, reached next level on that from where he was in college. In college, it was kind of a joke. Um, and he has, you know, all the potential in the world. Is he gonna? Is he gonna achieve it? We'll see. Well said. How about you, Rob? Um, I have to agree that uh, you know it's early to say. Start talking about you know all time having the all time conversation, but he certainly has the makings 
Um, I mean, if you, I mean, if you just forget about, you know, the, the skills, you know, that are involved in the position of wide receiver and just look at him physically, you know, physically he is, I mean, he's a, he's a, he, he's a specimen. Like it's like he was made in a, in a, in a Petri dish or a test tube or something. He, like, he was like manufactured that way. Um, you know what I mean? So he, he's, he, he's, he's a, he's a physical specimen that alone makes him a force. Um, and, and his skills at the wide receiver position weren't bad to begin with. They've only gotten better. Um, he's become a great route runner, as you said. Um, you know, his hands are getting better. He still is a little bit iffy with the hands. You know, he, he took one to the chin uh, on Thursday <laughs> night. Um, you know, uh, you know, however, I do believe that one kind of had to do with, uh, as he came around the back, um, the back side of the end zone there behind Patrick Peterson, I think, I think there might've just been a situation where maybe his vision was kind of maybe blocked by Peterson. And so in that yeah. second, because Russell, Russell did fire that ball in there with absolute, I mean, just, I mean, fire. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think just that, just that maybe that split second where his, his, his vision may have been blocked was when that ball was thrown and he never got a chance to really focus on it and, you know, took it to the face. Um, but um, no, DK Metcalf, if he continues on the trend, that he's on, then absolutely. If he plays his whole career, yeah, we're going to be talking about you know him having some numbers that uh, you know not many not many wide receivers ever reach. Well said, and you, Mister Miami Hurricane Abraham Dewey. <laughs> he's no Brian Blades, um, but oh, the... <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, that's no, uh, n- hang on. That's Nineteen eighty nine, Brian Blades came into the Seattle Seahawks, took them to the playoffs. Right, um, was the next heir apparent. I don't want to go further because that did not end up in a good situation. It had nothing to do with football. But look, DK Metcalf has had some amazing games, and then I see him drilled in the face with a football and can't score the touchdown. I can't say that I've ever seen that with Brian Blades. I can't say that I've ever seen that with Joey Galloway. Steve Largent, uh, hell, even, you know, uh, Tyler Lockett, right? So if, if you can't catch, if you can't catch the big play, the big ball, the big play, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out there and pin a medal to your chest. If you against the Dallas Cowboys run to the one yard line and some, some schmo runs up behind you and knocks the ball out of your hand, I'm not gonna have a parade for you. I want to see more. And uh, the guy has, as uh, both Matt and Rob said, he has all the tools. He has all the talent. But it, it's stuff like that that is not going to make me say, you're the greatest of this generation. That's, you know, uh, that, that's just... Far too early. You're not even the greatest on this team. Tyler Lockett's the greatest on this team. Well, I think I think it has to be certainly reiterated, though, that it literally, I mean, it's the second season in the league. Tyler Lockett has been in the league for a number of years. A lot of the you know, guys you mentioned were in the league for a number of years before they were ever considered to be as great as they eventually were. So, I mean, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, yeah, he had a goofball play where he, let, you know, took his foot off the gas and got the ball knocked out. He'll never do that again. You I know, the so. ball hitting him, <laughs> you know, the ball hitting him in the mouth, you know, that was, you know, that, that was a goofball play. I mean, if he ever, if he turns out to be, uh, you know, lives up to these, to these, you know, these ideals that we have for him. Then plays like that will will be will be largely forgotten if we rem- remember them at all. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I think we all said the same thing. Abel just was just way more sour than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. My fear, my fear is that he could become like a Deshaun Jackson. Ooh. Uh, well, if he if he does Deshaun Jackson without the attitude, that's still a pretty dang talented guy. Yeah, but Deshaun Jackson does stupid things like drop the ball at the one yard line. Uh, okay, well, he did that only like four times in the <laughs> NFL, right? He's got his back. Well, now that he's now that he's thirty six or something like that, yeah, he's been getting hurt a lot. True, but, true. Yeah. I remember uh, when, when he was a Cal wide receiver. I wanted him the Seahawks to draft him. Yeah, he was he was amazing. But yeah, he he he. It's just with him, it's a head case. I don't think DK suffers from that. By the way, at just, all. By the way, Matt. Um, I can remember this Isabella, that guy that uh, that missed the ball. Well, I don't know if he missed the ball. Diggs Diggs knocked the ball away from him. Uh, let's let's be fair. Yeah. Um, the the Cardinals wide receiver Isabella was drafted just before. It was like two or three picks before Metcalf. Hmm. I would bet. Sure I'd bet. I would bet. If you're a Cardinals fan, you'd be kicking yourself right about now. Second round pick sixty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He was picked two picks before. No, because I remember making fun of you, Matt. I was like, I was telling you every single wide receiver <laughs> that went right before Metcalf. Yeah, I was screaming about drafting Metcalf. Like, God, why are we passing on? Why oh, is everyone I, passing on him? I was poking the bear, Matt. I was telling you every single wide receiver. Yeah. Like, oh look, Matt, here's another one. I never even heard of this one. Who's <laughs> from UMass? That's right. And, That's right. I mean, you know, he might turn out, actually, you know, he might turn out to be pretty decent, but but he's not going to be DK Metcalf. Anyways, know. anyways, moving on. We lost our tight end Greg Olson last night. Probably his last game of his career. Are we? I mean, do we, do we know? Has there been any information today? I, I didn't see a headline for, or thing. From what I read, it's he's going to be out this season. But I mean, I've heard mixed reviews. But the, the, the better sources say he'll be out the rest of the year. Anyways, are we going to be fine at tight end? Yeah, he had the same injury with his other foot, the exact same injury with his other foot. Um, And that knocked him out for the rest of the the year last time he had it. So, Two months with a ruptured plantar fascia. Yeah. Yeah, at at his age, that might be it. Yeah. So uh, We at least have enough depth at tight end. Do you agree, disagree? Are we going to be okay? We got Hollister. We have... Lou, do we still have Wilson? No. no, they dropped him. That's right, they cut him. So we've got Hollister, we've got Disley, who's somehow still healthy. It's past the fourth week of the season, and he's still on the active roster. This is weird. Yeah, there's a lot of tight ends. Because Greg Olson was there. Yeah, got, <laughs> that's true. And we've got yeah. Colby Parkinson that we can rotate in as well. Um, and then they've got did they do they still have Steven Sullivan on the uh, on the practice squad? They moved him to and defensive was, end. Deep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Because he was not going to be good tight end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No. Okay. So yeah, we got Colby. Colby can step back into that third role. Uh, Hollister has proven to be himself a reliable patch caster. Disley is an amazing blocker. So we might be all right. I mean, yeah, we're we're obviously not going to be as deep and as you know we want to have Mr. Olson around, but um, I think we'll be okay. Anybody agree or di- I mean disagree or 
No, I think uh, I think uh, the tight end position, even with Olsen out there, I mean, we I think we use it as more of a um, kind of a, a safety a, a safety hatch. If, if anything, yeah, we, we are blocking blocking tight ends, and then every once in a while, you know, we'll toss one out there. Uh, we haven't really, I don't think we've really, you know, uh, relied too heavily upon the tight end position in the passing game. So. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll be okay with the tight ends, uh, um, you know, assuming we don't take on any more injuries. Abraham, do you care to counter? <laughs> uh, no, you guys covered it all. I mean, like, it's just a matter of Olsen is the best. Man, well, no, Disley's the best blocking tight end. I, I, I would just say, like, you're starting to cut into depth, and that concerns me, but I don't know if – this is a big problem for this particular team. I think Hollister and Disley will make up for what we lose. In yeah, don't forget, we've, we've got Belor too, who can help block in, in those cases yeah. as well. So so in terms of blocking downs, I think we'll be fine. In terms of catching downs, Hollister can be there as a catcher. He's, he's, he's proven himself, I think. And, 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 and Wilson definitely likes him. And, and then, you know, like I said, Maybe Parkinson can get out there and get some reps. He'll get off the uh, yeah. He'll get on the active roster for a change. That's he's been mm-hmm. on the active roster a couple games. He didn't dress. Games, he didn't yeah. dress last night though. No, uh, he was in street no, clothes last, last night. night. But he he was he was in uh, he was in a jersey for the Rams game. I think I was in a jersey last night too. What does that mean? Yeah, as so long as, I, you so. as long as you don't get on the field. I mean, like that's all. That I'm in a jersey right now. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was technically. <laughs> He was technically on the field while wearing a jersey. He just wasn't in bounds. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I know it's a little early to talk about it, but next up is the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. What are you guys' thoughts? We'll start with you, Rob. Do we have a chance? Yeah, I think um, I think just about anybody has a chance against a team from the NFC East. So. Um, you know, that, that, that division is only competitive against itself. So, um, I, I, uh, I'm not too worried about it, but there again, you know, we are going to go take our, our defense, uh, that makes, you know, the most average to below average of the quarterbacks look very good against us. Um, so, you know, there is some concern there. Um, but I believe we'll end up, it'll end up being one of those games, um, you know, where we are up um, by a couple of scores and they, when we will allow the, uh, the Eagles to make it look like they're pressing for a comeback late in the game. But um, um, I say probably a 10 point victory there. I don't, I don't see Philadelphia having what it takes um, to keep up with us. Um, certainly on offense. I'll agree with that. Uh, Abraham, what about you? Uh, Eagles. Uh, hang on. I wrote this down on my phone. Eagle, <laughs> Eagles were, uh, they're 24. You wrote it down on your phone? Yep. So did you like take a pen and write it on your screen? Maybe. Maybe. So, like, Is that so weird? When you're looking at other websites and stuff, you still see this written disappearing over your screen because you've written on. I love technology. Who's that character from, from Napoleon Dynamite? I love technology. That's me. Okay. Um, <laughs> now... All okay, right. one person's watched Napoleon Dynamite. Great. I, um, I don't remember that character. Okay. Um, I just remember your mom goes to college. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, guys. 24th in total points offensively, and they're 16th in 
how many points to give up on defense. That is the definition of a mediocre team. Mediocre. And that's the best team in the NFC East. We're going to win this game. This is not going to be that hard. There's going to be, it's on the road. There's going to be some chance that there might be a weird snowstorm that might occur or, you know, foul weather or, you know, travel restrictions. Who knows? But I don't, (laughs) you never know. They they might just say like, uh, they might just say, Matthew Page, get off. I know you're wearing that, that, that jersey, Matthew Page. But it's not even of the Seahawks. It's an Oregon Ducks jersey. Wrong team. Get off the flame. Mm-hmm. Um, but they won't. But no, I mean, like you might end up in a situation where like some player can't go because of COVID, whatever you know, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but sure. I mean, if you just look at straight up, you know, offensive rank twenty fourth versus our number one offense in points. If you look at their defense, which is sixteenth, middle of the road versus ours, which is twenty twenty eighth. Okay. Um, even if you settle back to the, to the average, I think we're still a much better team. If you look at the 53 men on the Seahawks roster, look at the 53 men on the, on the Eagles roster. I mean, you, if you weren't even a Seahawks fan, you could name 10 guys off the Seahawks. I can only name like two off the Eagles. It's just a much better team. The Seahawks. Matthew page. I didn't know it was like, you pick the team based upon who you can name on the team. Uh, you know, like in, that, in, that no, in kind of a way, it is. If you're looking at it from just a <laughs> holistic, you know, holistic view, if there are if there are players that bubble to the top, you'll eventually know about them. Okay, fair enough. Sure. <laughs> um, so, crap <laughs> game. I just say Abraham way. I understand. No, I, 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 I get his point. I'm just giving him a hard time. Okay. I mean, uh, are, are you okay? Here's no, the two you, guys. You got, a, got a good point. Here's the two guys I know, Matt. I know, I know uh, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. That's it. And Deshaun Jackson's there. Oh, uh, come on. Deshaun Jackson, give it, give it a break. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> what about Miles Sanders? And what about him? <laughs> He's the running back. He's pretty dang good. Yeah. But, okay. If you say so. Are, are you? You never Trap heard of game? Fletcher, Fletcher Cox? Uh, and and the Oklahoma or the the guy who transferred from Oklahoma? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. Is not a quarterback. Yeah. You just yeah. done. Okay. I was feeling a little bit bad because like Matt said, Matt said uh, Sanders, and then <laughs> Rob, you said Fletcher Cox, and I'm like, oh. Crap. Okay, they're, they're naming off actual players. Uh, but then you yeah. came at me with Jalen Hurts, and I'm like, nope, you're right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm vindicated. <laughs> this is a terrible about Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey is finally back from injury. But, he's, um, he's I, I want to say, I want to go back. I want to I want to rewind for a millisecond here, just for a short second. I like the way that, that Mr. Solak, the soul man, uh, presented the question uh, to, to Rob, uh, you know, do we have a chance? I, I like I, I, if you didn't if you didn't catch me snickering, uh, I was snickering when he, the way the way you said it. It wasn't hey, what do you think our chance? You know, what, how do you think the game's going to go? It was <laughs> do we have a chance against an <laughs> NFC East team? Really? That's almost offensive. Uh, That's offensive. I know that it kind of is. The hilarious thing is though, <laughs> if you look at the uh, if you look at ESPN.com, you look at the playoff rankings in the standings. 
they're right on our butt. They're number four. We're number three, and they're number four at three and five and one. And then they had the Buccaneers behind them at seven and three because there's yeah, but they're not. Right. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're not really on our butt though. They're, 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 they're right they're, on our butt, according to this. They're number four. Okay, they can last many times. Seating, seating, seating is uh, not exactly the same as ranking. <laughs> Watch out! They can pass us at any time. They beat us. They can pass us. All right. So. Uh, no, they have to beat us like I five times. I don't know why this is a Monday night game. They really like. I probably, they probably regret that in the end because it's not really going to be. I mean, it's going to be us destroying them. I'm sorry. It's just it really is. Uh, it, it's at Philly, so that gives them a little more of a fighting chance. But I, I, I definitely think I see us winning by 20 points. Uh, I yeah, I agree with you. We'll probably blow them out. Even even the Philly fans that are they have on the recording that they put in the game booth the the, the the Eagles during the game. So we we know we the fans aren't cheering their mind. Oh it, yeah, that's the other thing I want to bring attention to. The uh, I love the the fake crowd noises that they've that they've instituted at the games. And how after the play, after like the the reviews and stuff, if it goes the other direction, they immediately hit booze. So there's fake booze going on, <laughs> exactly. and you know there's nobody in the stadium. <laughs> so, sorry, Solak, I need to address this. Was anybody okay. else like confused where we were on offense and the crowd starts chanting Seahawks, and the first thing I thought was like, our fans would never do that. <laughs> who's at the audio who the who the hell is at the audio board chanting during the seahawks being on offense on a home game like it just actually made me mad <laughs> yeah you you would you would think whoever's in charge of that stadium audio would know better right like yeah. don't play anything while we're on offense <laughs> well this was the first this was the first game uh at lumen field maybe they have a new sound guy i don't know <laughs> lumen field how does everybody feel about lumen field that is my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so lumen is a uh, lumen is a measure of brightness, right? So it's a measure of light. Yeah. So I, I decided to call it light bright field. Light bright field. Very good. Very good. Light bright. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I, think a, I, I don't care what the stadium is called. Figure, I do. I, I do because you know I, I think you got to have a good nickname. Like I love I love the clink. You know, I mean, you know, for for CenturyLink, you know, and that was a great, that was a great, strong, proud nickname for our stadium because you come in there, you ain't gonna win because it doesn't happen. You know, you know, no one's coming into the clink and gonna win. You know, what I mean, that that was that was really fun to say. What am I gonna say now? No one's no one's coming into light bright and winning. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? No one's coming in. No one's coming to play with our light bright. Yeah, no, there's, there's no way to make that tough. You, I don't know how to, what do you, no, you got you this. It? Oh my God. English, well, English, you've been doing it. so well this whole show and you just choose to be wrong. Uh, yeah. And I just need wow. to clink. That was, that was the name of the bad guy from, uh, Hogan's heroes. Colonel clink. Colonel clink. Like, yep. why would I want to be at a clink field? <laughs> no, it's not clink field. It was the clink. Whatever. Like, like, yeah. like, Right. Like, yeah, the clink, right. like you know, like like the jail, like prison, the jail. You know, oh, okay. like you ain't coming in there. The sergeant you ain't coming in there and doing anything. The yeah. Sergeant Schultz Field. <laughs> yes, there we go. Uh, we, we we could go the opposite direction and come up with some name that has absolutely nothing to do with 
the supposed corporate name of the field, like we've already named the new uh, arena over um, for the for hockey, which is the Crack House. Um, we're completely ignoring what Amazon named it. No one, no one in Seattle is ever going to call it that, except the announcers on on game. We can <laughs> with our own climate we pledge, with our own name for climate it. Climate Pledge Stadium. Whatever, I, it's the Crack House, and we're and we're you're a crackhead, and you know it. I don't know. I okay, I mean, this is a serious conversation. That that's hilarious. But I mean, like, if you took take a look at it, like, okay, there's only a couple stadiums where it really matters what their name is, and that's the Rose Bowl. That's Madison Square Garden. I mean, all the rest of it doesn't matter. I mean, Lambeau I, I don't, Field. Lambeau Field. I mean, the rest of it's just whatever. I can you can you name me what the Carolina Panthers Stadium is? No, it does because it doesn't no. matter. Uh, we just is it, uh, is it, it still Erickson? It was Erickson. Dude, Erickson, like a, like the Erickson was like 20 that. years ago, dude. <laughs> um, no, it was, no, it's all, it was like, isn't it all tell? No, I'm not or? a Panther fan. <laughs> it was like a ticket, ticket company or something like that, like yeah. Expedia or something like that until like two years ago and they changed it again. I don't know what it is now. The deal is, mm. the deal for me is that like, unless it's an iconic stadium, I don't care. I mean, because I'm just going to call the Carolina Panther stadium, the Carolina Panther stadium. I mean, that's... Well, with that with that in mind, with that in mind, Abe, let me let me let me correct you real quick. Oh, I mean, oh, no. how <laughs> how 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 can we not? I mean, how can we sit here and and act like the Seahawks Stadium isn't iconic? I mean, it's been made iconic by people like yourself and me and 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 and, and all of us by the twelves. By I mean, the loudest stadium. In the NFL, you know that this is I mean rivaled with uh, with um, uh, Arrowhead Stadium. You know, I mean it, this 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 stadium has been made famous. Um, I think it is one of those stadiums that you're that you're that you're talking about. So um, I think this, the, the the name of this stadium is very important. Disagree. And now when you change when you change oh. the name to Lumen, the Lumen just does, doesn't have the same. Feel anymore? Lumen does not sound like the best stadium in football. No, it's the fans. It's the fans that are the loudest in the in the world. It's not not because of the kingdom. Uh, We grew up with the kingdom. We we grew up with the kingdom, baby. Like it doesn't matter. You could put us. You could put us on a barge out at sea, and we would still have the loudest stadium. It has nothing to do with the actual architecture of this damn stadium. It it, it does, but okay. Uh, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not. It's I'm not designed, gonna, I'm, it's yeah. designed to focus sound. It really is. It was built that way. Yeah, but the kingdom sound. was the loudest stadium too back in the day, and like it was. It yeah. uh, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it just. I I, I I still call it Seahawks Stadium. Okay, that's maybe that's just me. I still call it Seahawks Stadium because that's what it was originally called, and I, <laughs> some some it, corporation wants but, to put their name on it. I don't care. For the record, the only way Arrowhead Stadium can compete is to have 45,000 more people. They have, I think it's 15,000 more people. No, they, they hit 100, don't they? No, they don't. So we have we have 69,000, and they're, yeah, they're they, in the they're, 70s. I thought they were at like 100. No, they're in the high 70s. I thought they were a lot more than that. They no, a lot more no. people. The only 100,000 The only 100,000 that you're looking at is uh, Redskins or the team that used to be called Redskins and the Cowboys. Dude, it's college football. It's got like all the hundred thousand oh, yeah, stadiums. It's true. Wolverines <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Death Valley. And yeah. Okay. The swamp. 
Were we the Were we the loudest when back in the day when we had Bill the Beer Man leading the chairs in the kingdom, Abe? Uh, yes, we were actually uh, our decibel levels. Uh, it's been since broken by the Kansas City fans, and I'm not. I don't want to get on their case because like they're good for them. I mean that, that's that's an incredible fan base themselves. Um, in fact, I there's a couple stadiums I want to go to, and I think Arrowhead's right up there. That and Jack Murphy. I'm going to come see you. I'm going to come see you, Rob English. <laughs> it's not Jack Murphy anymore. Is it's it not even a Jack Murphy? He, I think it might have got demolished. <laughs> it's, it's not yet, but no, it's uh, yeah. Stadium. S- SDCCU Stadium, yeah. Yeah, but it's going away. Then oh you live next to it though, right? Uh, well I used to. I'm now I'm now oh, about right. uh, right. about fifty five minutes north of it now, but uh yeah, I used to be literally the east parking lot of what was Qualcomm Stadium at the time was, I mean, I, I was, I basically lived in the east parking lot of, of Qualcomm <laughs> Stadium, uh, an apartment complex, right, or a condo complex right there. So I would uh, go to the games. I'd just walk out of my apartment, walk to the street, and turn, make a right. Like, the, the street that actually went into the east parking lot was also the same street that turned into my part, to my condo complex. So, I so love, yeah, I was right there. I love that you just could never become a Charger fan. That's a true Seahawks <laughs> fan right there. <laughs> always, like, always. Oh yeah, when a- yeah, AFC I, West I, I, every days. time I went to the, I know, right? Yeah, no, I wore I wore my Seahawks gear every time I went in that stadium, whether the Seahawks were there or not. I was over there representing and going to the games and tailgating. I would go tailgate and then just walk back to my apartment and watch football. That's awesome. <laughs> get up That's there. really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, that was that was good. I get up in the morning, walk over there, meet up with my people who are uh, going to the games. I just you know drink and eat all morning, and then they, when game time came around, just walk back to the house. <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up and do our shout outs, I do have a last question: Pac-12 football. Who do, Abraham? Who do the Huskies got tomorrow, and do they have a chance? Uh, tomorrow it's the. Um, what is it tomorrow? I don't know. They've canceled so many games. I don't even know what's going on tomorrow. Arizona. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Arizona gave you. USC, they gave USC a run. I actually haven't done my article on UW yet. Um, but do please check us out at www.seattlesportsunion.com. Um, I, the, uh, the talent evaluation is really difficult because the, C, the, the college teams never got their initial games against the traditional scrubs of the league, you know, um, and, and it's hard to, it's hard to tell. We came up with some guy named Dylan Morris at quarterback. This guy wasn't even projected to be one of the top three quarterbacks on the team. And he came in basically because he's the safe pick. He's the guy who knew, who knows the playbook. Unfortunately, if you're a Wazoo fan, you might, you might remember a guy who knew the playbook, Anthony Gordon. Um, and that may not be the best actual quarterback and i don't think he is he's safe like i said because what's going to happen is jimmy lake is going to take this husky team back to the days of ground and pound it's going to look more like a seahawks a seahawks team in the early 2010s and it's going to be let the defense do all the work just don't try to screw up the game um but there's more to see there's more to come did you hear we may not have an apple cup yeah, Abraham. Yeah, this will be the, the uh, this will be the first quarantine. time this will be the first time in a lot of years. So, like, you don't have to apologize to me. 
for losing. Oh my gosh! If I could swear right now, I would. Wait, wait, wait! He'd apologize <laughs> to you because they can what so bad. Oh, I have a standing. Gunner, Gunner, Gunner Cruz was going to have a field day against you. That's all I can say. But... I have a standing bet with Solak every year that on Facebook the loser of the Apple Cup has to post that they were wrong and that the yep. other person was right. And I think I got quite the streak going on right now. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. But unfortunately, yeah, that tomorrow's game got canceled because they can't even field 53 scholarship players. So it's considered a no contest, they said. And technically they're supposed to quarantine for 10 days, but I think they said it was eight scholarship players. So we'll see if they can scrape up some <laughs> Gosh, I hope we have an Apple Cup. It's not going to be the same if we don't. I want to. I want to point out that the Pac-12 are idiots because they announced what yesterday or the day before that 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 they can you can now schedule non-conference games on your on your rust on your uh, schedule uh, after it's absolutely impossible to fit games <laughs> games into the schedule. Yeah, it's a little bit because everyone's now. canceling games because of COVID, or we're running up against the holidays. Or, you know, at some point they've got to stop playing games because they got to do the championship games and then they got to do, like, you know, um, uh, the B, the what BCS, the, you know, the playoff determination and all that stuff if they're going to do that. And so there's no way we can, any, anybody's going to add any, any games anyway. So, yeah. So, Cal Seahawk, do you care, do you care about uh, the Apple Cup at all? Um, you know, I have, I gotta say, I haven't caught the Apple Cup um, in um, in quite some time. I always, I always learned about it after the fact. I'm like, oh yeah, the Apple Cup. Because <laughs> they moved it to like the day after Thanksgiving or whatever. It was really kind of weird. They played only the Friday. Yeah. What's your big one? Normally, hmm. what's your big one? What's your big one? Uh, SoCal Seahawk, uh, Rob English. As far as like rivalry, what's the game that across any sport that you're just kind of like, this is the one. This is the one that, that like, matters. I got to tell my friends, you know, in your face, this is, this is it. Because I know, you know, a lot of like people from other team fans of other teams. And I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, not, it won't be too surprising. Um, it's, it's, uh, Seahawks Niners. That's, that's my, that's my, <laughs> that's the one I get the most ramped up for. Um, I, um, know a lot of 49ers fans down here in California, um, I somehow or another allowed I allowed myself to um, become affianced with uh, a a forty nine er fan. Um, you know, oh so, no! You know, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a struggle, you know. And then I got my kids, you know, who who have wavered back and forth over their over their six and five years of life. Um, you know, one minute they're a Seahawks fan. I've got pictures of my daughters in Seahawks gear, and then. One day, um, uh, you know, one of them will say, oh, no, I want the 49ers to win. I don't like the Seahawks. And I'm like, what the hell did you say? Like, you know, I, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm ready to ship them off to the nearest boarding school or whatever. You know, so, yeah. um, get that, get yeah, that wheel, so, get your wheel out and just tell your kid, like, I can rip this up. up. <laughs> right. Right, right. You get nothing. You, you lose. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, it talks nice for me. I, I get I get the most hype for that one for sure. <laughs> do you got right do you, uh, Rob? we're on you. Uh, do you have any? Uh, would you like to give a shout out to your podcast yourself? 
Uh, yeah, please do. Um, go ahead and check out uh, Short Yardage with the SoCal Seahawk, myself, Robert English. And uh, uh, you can catch me on Spotify. I'm on Podbean. I'm on um, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, try to get up there at least once a week for my unlicensed professional opinion on uh, all things Seahawks. And, and he's really good, too. He recommends he listening to himself, and he does it himself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I actually, I actually do listen to my podcast, which is which is kind of strange when I actually <laughs> catch myself being caught doing it. Like I'll be like driving into work, <laughs> listening to my podcast with the windows down and it's in the volume blasting. And I'm like, I wonder if people are going to realize that I'm listening to myself talk on the radio. I've, like, dude, I've I've done it too. I've done it too. Matt Page, um, do you have any shoutouts? Uh, once again, it's tough time of year, and uh, we didn't really touch on it. This is all football product broadcast, but there has, in the last week or so, uh, been some shifting happening in the minor league baseball world, and we don't know what where the dominoes are all going to fall. So I want to say support your local mar- uh, minor league teams, be they the, the Rainiers, be they the Aqua Sox here, who have an incredibly tacky, uh, ugly sweatshirt for uh, Christmas for you, which you should check out, by the way, on their store. But, uh, you know, support your local teams and keep an eye out because there's going to be a major reshuffling as far as the minor leagues go, and hopefully we don't lose too many of our favorite teams. Brian, the Soul Man Solak, care to give a shout-out? Yeah, absolutely. I got two shout-outs since I missed last week. Hopefully that's all right. Um, first of all, though, you mentioned those sweaters. My wife and I just ordered those sweaters. So. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, first shout out is a gentleman named Jonathan West that I met. We're hoping he's going to be our Seattle Kraken expert. Uh, we're hoping to get him on the next few weeks, and he's pretty seems pretty excited. He runs the Seattle Kraken fan page on Facebook and amongst many other things. Uh, so shout out to him, welcome, and I want to give a shout out to a couple guys. I received my wife and I received his gift in the mail. Apparently, we are considered royalty in Scotland, and we received a, a couple square feet of land in Scotland. So <clears throat> thank you to those who gave me that, give us that gift. So just wanted so to give you, you have a title out. now, I think is what you're saying. Are you Lord? Would, are you, you Lord Solak? How, how would you be addressed? Um, you can call me Lord Solak. I don't have the piece of paper that the official <laughs> certificate, but my wife and I have titles now. Yeah. So oh, thank you for fantastic. that gift. Yep. Great. Um, well, I'd like to. I'd like to give a shout out. I brought up the name earlier because somebody challenged me about my University of Miami, Florida knowledge, and that would be Brian Blades. Because Brian Blades, and I realized the end of his career ended up in a weird situation. But during his career, he gave me a lot of joke, a lot of hope, a lot of joy as far as the Seahawks teams went. Unbeknownst to me, we'd enter a decade of of awfulness um, but you guys remember back in the back in the 80s back in the 90s he lit up defenses left and right and brian blades uh you know multi multi-time uh pro bowler several had several thousand yard seasons was great when the team was awful good job brian blades all right uh <laughs> thank you to thank you to brian this or i'm sorry lord Brian of Solak, and uh, thank you to Matthew Page, and thank you to the SoulCal Seahawk himself, 
Rob English for joining us this week. My name is Abraham Deweese. This has been the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. Check us out at www.seattlesportsunion.com. Check out all of our great uh, posts on Twitter at Seattle Sports U. And like us on Facebook. Have a great day, guys. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.